0: Because I'm the founder of the company, real estate agents, I trust.com 40 acres and a fool with cam Edwards on the blaze radio network. Thanks again for tuning in here to 40 acres and a fool from the blaze radio network. Uh, we're going to get to more of your emails. I did want to mention, I got an email from someone who said, Hey, I like my privacy. Don't mention my name. So I, I won't, I won't mention any details, but, uh, uh, another, person who did not grow up on a farm now lives on a farm with his wife they have a, a pretty good sized plot and uh, he said he just wanted to let us know that he he really enjoys the show uh, and he really liked the talk of Whitaker Chambers hmm. take that Miss E <laughs> 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 because uh, Whitaker Chambers uh, is one of his big inspirations as well so I'm hey I'm glad to know that I'm not the uh, only one out there Who remembers Whitaker Chambers these days. And B, take that, Miss E.
1: Whitaker Chambers.
0: Witness? But... Cold Friday, we were talking about him on the show a couple weeks ago, remember that?
1: Yeah, wasn't he a communist?
0: Yes, he left communism.
1: Oh, okay. Just checking.
0: Yeah. That's like, what that's what Witness was all about. It was about him leaving communism and then oh,
1: that's right. going you, to the FBI. Okay, sorry. And, you're reading so many of these books right now <laughs> that it's not really fair for me to expect to remember right. all of what's going on because you're, you're right. reading The Forsaken, which is another one of those. Oh,
0: man, that's so good. These are
1: the people who couldn't defect.
0: Yeah, Tim Tazuliatis is the author of this book. It's yeah. the only book that he's ever written. He's a documentary filmmaker from England and Greece. Go ahead, Greece. good
1: luck. Looking that one
0: up. Just look up the Forsaken. Yeah, it's and a then. Lot easier. Uh, but this is this is such a good book. Probably one of my top five all time history books, uh, and it's the story of the Americans who went over to the Soviet Union in the early nineteen thirties, after the Great Depression had happened, and you know people are living in abandoned factories that have been shut down. They're living in the uh, uh, in, in the big ovens in the steel mills you got families that are just have moved into the coke ovens um and they're they're camping out there dry right uh food lines people sleeping in parks people thought a lot of people thought this was the end of capitalism and here you have this country relatively new country that is promising uh, that is built on the idea that they are the way of the future that you know they're saying capitalism is dead and and over with and they are the next step uh, in the evolution the economic evolution of the world and so you you know they were lying <laughs> there was a lot of propaganda that went on uh there were a lot of uh, people on the intellectual left here in the United States who bought into the idea and they proselytized to get Americans to go over to the Soviet Union and if a lot don't of you have them,
1: any money living here how on earth you you did you
0: sold everything that you owned Oh,
1: even even worse.
0: And you went over there and you all of a sudden. how
1: immigrants came here, though. You sell everything you can
0: get away with and come here and hope for the best. You know, and as soon as they got there, they had their passports taken away by the Soviet officials. Uh, They were, Soviets said that they were Soviet citizens, even though none of them, not all of them gave up their American citizenship. We don't do that to people, do we? Um, if you're, no, you don't, we don't take their passports away. If you're going to be an American citizen, if you're going to apply for American citizenship, then at some point, uh, you become an American citizen, you get an American passport. Right. But, but no, you have freedom of, of entry and exit, uh, in the United States. You didn't in the Soviet Union at the time. No. So when the terror starts in the 1930s, uh, and Joseph Stalin starts, you know, liquidating, Uh, Huge numbers of people. This is the story of how the Americans got for
1: killing people. I mean, seriously, murdering. Right. I mean, like he just flat out murdered people, like for no good reason.
0: And so this is the story. The Forsaken is the story of those Americans who got caught up uh, in that. And
1: uh, well, you kind of like sorry, you got what you.
0: You know, like you want to. You, I understand it's easy to say that, but when you're talking about. You know, kids who, who who came over there at age fifteen, or people who are just stupid eighteen year olds, uh, who didn't have a job, who didn't have any prospects, and who you know, again, were being told, "Come to the Soviet Union, and we will put you to work." And, well, yeah, they'll put know, everybody to work. And you whether got, it's a factory yeah, but, job or the Gulag. But see, this is. <laughs> but again, the propaganda. It's not like we had CNN back then. It's not like we had a whole bunch of different news outlets. When you yeah, had no. the, you know, when you had the. The lead correspondent for the New York Times, Walter Duranty, lying... And saying that Stalin was this fantastic guy and they're really building something great over here. You had George Bernard Shaw, who was a huge intellectual. He went and he toured. They gave him the whole Potemkin tour of, of the Soviet Union.
1: Oh, yeah. But he got the clean, nice version right. where there weren't people standing in free lines all got or cripples the clean, nice or anybody version. not, they, you know. They all yeah.
0: got that. And then they'd come back here and they'd talk about how flipping awesome, awesome it was. Awesome it
1: was.
0: And you know, Big
1: fat lies, man.
0: So I, I don't. I I have a lot of sympathy for people who got duped because communism does that. Communism dupes people. Uh, you know, socialism dupes people. Look at what Bernie Sanders is duping people into believing right now—that you can oh, have free college. All the free that you crap can, you
1: can have. Right? Want. It's not going to be free.
0: No, it never is. And There's no such
1: thing as free.
0: So anyway, the Forsaken is a—it's—it's—it's it's, it's absolutely fantastic. At some point. We'll, we'll talk about uh, why I'm reading all of this stuff. It's it, it there is a, Cause a, a twice now. purpose. Yes, there's <laughs> a method to, well, the, it's uh, to the madness. because you you know
1: what I think it's because you read books so fast, as to go through them that you don't really get everything that you need out.
0: I suck course. it down, and then I there there are things that I remember, but there are also things that I know that I've forgotten, mm. and so I. You have to go back and refresh, but uh, but one of the other things. I that, suppose that's
1: a good thing that we own so many. You just keep rereading them, like, and then you'll finally get them all in there.
0: Exactly. But one of the uh, one of my little projects that I'm working on here required me to uh, get a 1948 copy of a Life magazine this oh, week. Oh,
1: the advertisements! Were Holy awesome. moly,
0: that was cool. You want to talk about? Okay, so here's my history hack. You know, we have like life hacks and stuff. Here's a history hack for you. You want to just get interested in history, go onto eBay, buy an old magazine from, you know, the thirties or forties or fifties. They're not expensive. You can get one for like 10 bucks and find something that you're interested in. When my mom passed away a few years ago, we were going through her stuff and she had these teen magazines that used to belong to my aunt. And they were this, they were from the fifties and they were called dig. Yeah. Right. Like, can you dig it? Right. And it was such a cool, like cultural artifact to just go and read like the everyday stuff.
1: Oh, when I had time to kill when I was at uh, Rutgers Camden and I didn't have a class and I was kind of caught up, I would go into the stacks at the library and pull out the the bound copies of the old magazines to flip through just to see old movie stars and ads and what the cars looked like mm-hmm. and now it was kind of like that with this the magazine that you got it was like look I, there were cars that we'd never heard of and some right. food brands that were like well wait what and some things that are still here and mm-hmm. going on strong from 19 19- 50 something or 1940
0: 1948. Something, 1948. Yeah. A lot of booze ads in the magazine, yeah! uh, like, <laughs> <And> too, <laughs> right? Yeah. Cigarettes. Booze and cigarettes.
1: A girdle, like a whole page girdle mm-hmm. ad. Like, it was, there were a lot of, like, this magazine was obviously uh, 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 merchandised to women based upon the predominance of the ads. I, I think, think so.
0: Yeah, I think I think so. Uh, so anyway, I, I just I think that's a, a fun way to kind of explore that everyday history and to really connect with you know you really connect I think in a in a in a personal way with the people who lived back then when you're looking at the advertisements and you realize oh I have that in my fridge right now right. you know it's really cool so if it's a Saturday Evening Post, uh, Life Magazine, The Atlantic. Um, you know uh, the American Mercury was another big one
1: Time and Newsweek I'm sure they've been around forever right
0: Time's been around longer than Newsweek okay. uh, but yeah old issues of oh, Time oh and, and
1: National Geographic oh my gosh my yeah, grandfather they don't have very
0: good advertisements in National they don't have hardly any in the old no, ones
1: no they don't but they had like half naked oh, weird I know. aborigine people and you were like For like oh! 60
0: years National Geographic was the way that most young people were introduced to naked nudity people. Right? <laughs> yeah. right like
1: oh my gosh it's like the cleanest porn ever, but it really was like, oh my God! Look at the—they have boobs! Like seriously, it was it was kind of bizarre. But yeah.
0: uh, I grew up in that weird generation where I think it probably was my first exposure, and then my second was uh, my brother's friends. The, no, it was my brother's oh. friend's dad had a copy of the Madonna issue of Penthouse. I think. <gasps> Oh. Right. Yeah, and, I uh, that one. Yeah, boys will be boys.
1: But, but as far as history for us, though, mm-hmm. um, for all of our five children, I have saved the newspaper from the day they were born. And then every time I can come across a magazine for the month and year that they were born, right. we have it. As well as, I think, quarters.
0: Yeah, and I've also bought uh, baseball card sets f- yeah. for uh, for every year that they were born. Yep. So... The boys, so they've got I think. that. So
1: we got like weird history,
0: right? Like, exactly.
1: But it's kind of cool though. We you know magazine, the newspaper from the day you're born. And, mm-hmm. uh, I think at least one of the kids was born on a Sunday, so it's all. And we were near a, a big uh, city, so it's all the guts and the advertisements and the prices. I mean, I don't know. I yeah, I, like I thought the, it was kind of cool that I did too. But,
0: I like looking back through that stuff. All right, we're gonna take a, a quick timeout. When we come back, we will look ahead. I don't even know what that means. But uh maybe I should say we'll look ahead to when we come back. That probably works out better. <laughs> we'll look ahead to when we come back and we'll have more of your emails versus reading Hey, you the know what? Future. It is it's a long day. I've already been uh on in front of a microphone for like 3 hours. I'm entitled to Man has
1: milking in storms.
0: <laughs> Uphill both ways. Yeah. <laughs> Stick around. We have more from the kitchen table right after this quick timeout here on 40 Acres and a Fool. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network.